What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Latin Splaining. My name is Denise Gonzalez. For those who do not know me, and for those who do, welcome again to another episode of Latin Splaining with Denise, all about business and finances. Today, I'm coming with some breaking news, but before, I want to welcome um, the people that are watching right now. I know this is like a time for me to go live. I usually have shows Mondays and Thursdays, but there are some developments on stories that I have covered previously, and I wanted to bring it up to the attention of my viewers and anybody else that might come across this information or is looking for more information on this. Um, I see the good boys here. What's up? Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and as more, as more people come in, um, I want to share some unfortunate news. You know, uh, today has been a very tough day for those who do not know. You know, we lost um, somebody in the family. So, you know, some of my fiance's family members. So, you know, if you can or, you know, I don't discriminate on who believes on who. But if you believe in God, keep him on your prayers and his family as well. Um, you know. These are weird times and, you know, like I said, in your prayers and also, you know, if you have any of his social media, show him some, some support, you know, it, this was like a very unfortunate news that we got this morning, but, you know, we will be here because my commitment, you know, asked ask of me to be here with you guys. Thank you, Brotep, for the condolences. Um, like I said, if you guys, some of you guys have his social media, make sure to shoot him a message and also keep him on your prayers. So like I said, welcome everybody and let's keep the show going. right we got some breaking news today and like i said thank you guys for the condolences um i appreciate them a lot and let's get the conversation popping today many of you guys know that i have spoken before about uh eliezer molina which is a puerto rican activist that's trying to preserve the coastlines and uh also the natural resources of my island puerto rico And he has been, uh, the last time I spoke to you guys about him, he was uh, issued, there was a, a warrant issued for his arrest. He turned himself in and he's facing 14 years in prison for uh, apparently damages and also breaking and entering according to 
uh, what the Africo uh, released. So, like I said, it's it's been very unfortunate that you know we have situations like this happening. And I want to share with you guys um, some of the stuff because you guys know the last time I checked in about this news and I talked about it last week and the week before, um, there was a heavy amount of police actually being present guarding uh, private interests after there was a few uh, protesters you know, trying to stop the work that's happening and damaging the coastline and also the nesting area for the caray turtles in Puerto Rico, in Rincón. So apparently a lot of people did not feel intimidated and decided to actually support Eliezer Molina. And let me tell you something, they placed this man under arrest, but he was there (laughs) the next day. And he has been there. And yesterday, a lot of people show up to support him. And every day, more and more people uh, actually, you know, keeps showing up to support him. Now, I would like to share with you guys what has been happening. If you guys give me one second, I will share it with you guys. Give me just one second. So do you guys remember how empty the beach was before? This is uh, a group of Puerto Ricans and also some Americans. I'm surprised that, you know, decided to actually go over there and support uh, Elias Molina and his movement to preserve Um, the actual coastline of Puerto Rico. And they showed up, they started singing music, uh, they planted the flag in there. And basically they committed themselves to be there constantly every day. So now the group is increasing. At first it was six people. And now, you know, we're seeing more of the youth and even the elders protesting this situation. Um, Now, one thing I would say that really at this point, I said, well, you know, everything can be expected by our government because we all know they're very corrupted and they usually pander to, uh, you know, big names and people that are more wealthy and also, you know, corporate uh, individuals and stuff like that. So obviously it's going to take a lot of work for, for many of us to actually see some action. But right now... Um, they're blaming Eliezer for a lot of stuff and for this uprising people in the Rincon area are like supporting his cause a lot so you know at first it was a few six people I believe now it's the group is growing this was just yesterday when people decided to just you know take things in their own hands and actually you know um represent basically let me see if i can find um some videos that i came across 
today of these protests that are happening here. If you guys bear with me. Así que el que esté cerca y pueda venir, esto es por sus futuras generaciones, miente. Acuérdense que el gobierno no está impuesto a bregar con lo que se está enfrentando. Ellos me quieren meter preso a mí diciendo de que esto era un muro de seguridad. Ellos dicen que esto es una verja de seguridad. Miren, el mismo material oxidado, miren. El mismo material oxidado, la misma verja inestable que no tiene ningún tipo de cimiento donde no se puede soportar ninguna carga lateral así que hasta el viento la puede tumbar porque está mal construida mal construida mírenla un portón que nunca tocamos me dicen que yo lo rompí, mírenlo ahí el mismo portón sin ninguna base espero que se preparen So basically, that other thing, uh, you know, are currently happening in Puerto Rico in real time. And I want to remind you guys, uh, now that we're seeing that, you know, the government, and I'm not against anybody that says, oh, you know, because usually the response is like, oh, if you're doing something criminal, then, you know, let's prosecute that person and press charges. Okay, fine. I'm all up for uh, quote unquote law and order. My thing is, And I want to ask you guys watching me right now and also the ones that will catch the replay later. Um, what is law and order specifically? And what are your opinions on somebody actually stealing $50 million from our future generations or Eliezer Molina protesting to preserve the natural resources? What do you guys think should be more um aggressive yes i'm on there singing <laughs> redemption song um thank you for tuning in um now i want to bring you guys because 
during this same days, you know, uh, Monday, we had uh, some development, development, I'm sorry, happen in our island. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Miss Julia Kelleher. Miss Julia Kelleher used to be, she's the former Department of Education direct, the director of the Department of Education in Puerto Rico. She's the former one. And the reason why she's the former um, director of the Department of Education is because instead of uh, the disgraced governor, Ricardo Rosselló, placing somebody that was more familiar with the Department of Education from Puerto Rico, that a lot of people are more than capable to, of taking the reins of that and actually do a, a decent job. Uh, he outsourced a director from the United States and placed her as the director of the Department of Education. So basically, this lady was single-handedly responsible for the closure of over 600 schools in Puerto Rico. I'm going to share with you guys uh, some of the things that she has done that she did during her time, her her term. As you guys can see, this is the condition of over 600 schools in Puerto Rico. In 2018, this lady closed uh, almost 600 schools in Puerto Rico, as reported by um, the newspapers and many schools and many um, media outlets, I'm sorry. So, uh, in a study in California and the reconstruction of the Habitat Center established that 18% of the 673 schools that were closed permanently have been uh, reused either by renting them or selling them. The government is actually selling these places or renting them out for other people that might want to use them as a private school or whatever they want to do here. And the government expected that, you know, they were going to make money according to the plan that Julia Kelleher had was to actually make money for the Department of Education by closing schools and jamming up kids together to the point where one teacher can be responsible for 36 students at the same time, not like it was before, that it was like 22 to 25. So that could guarantee a proper education and equal time for different students. 673 schools in Puerto Rico look just like this or worse and has been home for horses or other animals that have festered in here and criminal behavior has happened in the schools. Um, and only 18% of them have been actually um, used, sold, or rented. My thing is, oh, I wasn't sharing with you guys. Hold on. Now you guys can see it. This is this is how 673 schools uh, that were closed permanently in Puerto Rico actually look today. And the case is really sad because we don't... It, we thought, hey, let's give it to her, you know, maybe she's trying to shrink the Department of Education. A lot of teachers that were not permanent uh, in their positions were let go and had to go to Texas and other places. Basically, they're, that's their way of gentrifying Puerto Rico and also, you know, 
misplacing or you know relocating Puerto Ricans out of the island, depleting us from our own land. So basically, this lady at first it was kind of like weird her ruling, and I remember because my mom is an educator, as many of you guys know, and. After uh, Hurricane Maria, there was a typhoon um, that hit the island and destroyed it. Uh, this lady told teachers that and after three days, they had to go back to school and teach without water or power to the kids. And my mother was one of, among one of them. If you guys follow me on Instagram, I post picture of her teaching my niece in kindergarten. And they were required to be there just a few days after Maria, not considering if they had access to the roads or anything like that, or the conditions that the schools were, or, you know, even if the kids could show up, because what people don't understand is like after a hurricane, there's a lot of floods, there's a lot of blockage in the in the roads, because a lot of the electrical posts are on the floor, the, the actual power grid was basically completely on the floor there's a lot of trees and a lot of stuff in the middle of the way that can actually harm the life of people that risk themselves to go out and travel through these roads and also there's no power grid basically because it was completely destroyed so there were no stoplights or anything like that so you know you could get into an accident a lot of things could happen to you during those times and on top of that, there was barely any food, any veggies, anything. So people barely could feed themselves properly. And she forced teachers to show up. And she said, well, if you don't show up, you won't get paid. And basically, you know, a lot of teachers, including my mother and many other educators I know, had to show up after a few days uh, without, you know, any guarantees that they will be secured. And they had to start teaching in those conditions to the children that basically, you know, many of them could not even show up. Now, this lady's uh, cruelty does not did not stop there. You know, she continued down her path. And it wasn't until 2019 that all of a sudden one day she wakes up and she's arrested in May. And this is one of the things that people were already uh, giving Ricky Rosselló the side eye for, for, you know, hiring this woman and saying that she was going to be the new face of the progress of the Department of Education and whatnot. And let's face it, we have had a lot of corrupted officials being the head of that department and embezzling a lot of money. And this lady, even though they promised that she was going to be different and better, she did not disappoint on the path of corruption in this department. She actually embezzled $52 million and also did a lot of bribery and theft to enrich herself. And she was um, charged by a federal court, the federal, um, the, the FBI in Puerto Rico, I'm sorry, for doing so alongside the uh, health department director and other people that she hired that were even capable of doing these things, these positions that she hired them for, and she gave them raises. You know, they started making a lot of money. And all of a the sudden, they charged her with many, many accounts of what she did. Now, it wasn't until later on, like a lot of people started getting like very pissed 
And this is how they crowded her as she had to go into the federal court in Puerto Rico. Let's not forget that she decided, uh, she appealed alongside her uh, lawyers to actually have her hearing in the United States. She did not want it to be prosecuted in Puerto Rico, and she does not want to serve in Puerto Rico if found guilty, right? That's what she said. And now, it was Monday. Oh, before we go to Monday, uh, after her um, indictment, a few months after that, uh, in January 2020, after Ricky Rosselló was, uh, you know, let go by the people of Puerto Rico, you know, she was again indicted for federal fraud charges again. And this time it was even worse. And I'm going to read a little bit of it so you guys can know what I'm talking about. It says, it isn't the first time Kelleher, an Italian-American Republican education leader from Philadelphia, was hit with corruption charges. In April 2019, the U.S. federal government began an investigation into Kelleher's work during her time as secretary of the Puerto Rico Department of Education. Months later, on July 10, she was arrested by the FBI and indicted on various charges, including, including I'm sorry, wire fraud, theft of government funds, and conspiracy. This week, Kelleher was accused of offering a thousand thirty-four square feet of space of San Juan's Padre Rufo's public school to a real estate company that owns the nearby luxurious Ciudadela apartment complex. For the deal, Kelleher was given an apartment in the facility where she lived from June to December of 2018 for just one dollar. Kelleher also bought a two-bedroom at the complex for $295,000 and was given a $12,000 incentive bonus. The controversial education leader faces up to 10 years in prison for conspiracy and federal program bribery and 20 years for wire fraud. Now, basically, uh, what we discovered later on as this progressed was that this lady actually... Uh, decided that it was a cool idea that since one of the schools that she managed to close conveniently was right next to luxury apartments called Ciudadela, I'm going to show you guys the luxury apartments. Uh, you know, she conveniently closed that school. And later we found out that the reason why she closed that school specifically, even though it was doing good and it was well located, is because it bothered the construction of this neighborhood. And these are luxury apartments being developed in San Juan. They're already completely finished. And she said, well, I can get rid of your problem. I can definitely close the school nearby. You know, as long as you give me a luxury apartment here in this space. So I don't know if you guys can see it. She wanted to definitely live here. And they gave her a penthouse in Ciudadela. For what price? For her to just give them the school as an exchange. And basically what happened is that she didn't stop there. She bought the apartment nearby. I was right next to it. 
and she lived very comfortably and only had to pay $1 for the apartment that she was granted as a result of her gifting away the the 1,000 square foot uh, of that public school that was closed down for our kids to not attend it and sent to another school. Um, she gift them that school and, you know, basically the land where that school was as an exchange for an apartment for herself or personal gain. And when she bought an apartment there for almost $300,000, they gave her an incentive of 12000 so that she could live comfortably. And that's what she did. You know, she closed the schools for her children to actually live very comfortably in one of the most prestigious, uh, you know, neighborhoods that we have. And it's, like I said, lady, this, this corruption knows no limits. Uh, now, I want to say that on Monday, we got a new development on her story. And like I said, uh, thank you, um, James Rogers. Uh, thank you, Capricorn, for showing up. Thank you for your support. And um, thank you guys for the condolences. I appreciate them. Now, this lady, Monday had another hearing where she decided to plead guilty. And I'm going to show you guys what she's exposed to now get for pleading guilty. It says, former Puerto Rico Education Secretary Kelleher, Julia Kelleher, pleads guilty to conspiracy charges in federal corruption probe. This was June 8, 2021. That was Monday. And I'm going to show you guys what really irritated me. And it was kind of wonky. It says, Julia Kelleher, the embattled former education secretary of Puerto Rico, who oversaw the island's response to Hurricane Maria, which was very mediocre, has pleaded guilty to two federal conspiracy charges in a wide-ranging corruption probe that scrutinized her business dealings while leading the U.S. territory school system. As part of the deal with the federal prosecutors... Kelleher pleaded guilty Tuesday to, well, it was Tuesday, to conspiracy to commit wire fraud and honest services fraud. The agreement recommends a sentence of six months in jail. Yes, you heard me right. Only six months in jail, 12 months of home confinement and a $20,000 fine. The agreement, which a federal judge will wait at September 7 of 2021 sentencing, will settle a years-long and high-profile government corruption probe. The agreement will absolve Kelleher of several other charges, including wire fraud, identity theft, and bribery. Basically, what is being offered for her in this deal is that she will do six months in jail, then she'll go to her home in Philadelphia, and being home confinement for a year. And then she has to pay $20,000, $21,000 in a fine. And then she won't be charged or prosecuted for wire fraud, for identity theft, and for bribery. So basically for what she did, uh, you know, gifting away a school that our children could have used for their education, she's not going to be <laughs> prosecuted for that. She's not going to be prosecuted for identity theft. She's not going to be prosecuted for the, the wired um, money that she received and also that she gave away from the funds that our kids 
we're supposed to enjoy in a proper education. So I don't know if you guys catch the double morale here where, you know, you have a lady that's ba basically the system, what is telling us, the federal government is telling the people of Puerto Rico is that, you know, closing 673 schools was needed because supposedly the Department of Education didn't have the money to sustain the seven, seven, 673 schools. However, when $50 million get embezzled in a corruption scheme, that's okay. We won't be prosecuting that person. So we're only basically prosecuting our children and prosecuting our education system. But never this lady. It mesmerizes me because the last time I remember, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the previous corruption that the Department of Education in Puerto Rico faced, uh, which was Victor Fajardo, a Puerto Rican uh, ex-teacher and director, principal of a school, actually had to serve hard time for embezzling and in a corruption, another corruption scheme in the Department of Education, but they threw his ass in jail for almost a decade. But Julia Kelleher somehow is only going to do six months. And I wanted to bring you guys something that was hilarious when I saw it on Twitter. And it says, one of these people robbed uh, the future of our children and she they only want to give her six months. The other one defended our beaches and they want to give him 14 years. I, I want to let you guys simmer on that for a minute, you know, for a person that's trying to preserve the patrimony of the people of Puerto Rico, you know, they want to give him 14 years for that. Now to Julia Kelleher, it's like, oh, six months will be sufficient. You know, we don't need to have you, you know, doing hard time for all the shit that you did, you know, because what? You're Julia Kelleher, you know, and we have to respect your name. <laughs> I don't know what's up, but this is hella weird to me, the double standard, you know, six months to 14 years. This is disgusting. And this is the system that we have in Puerto Rico, a system where if you're high and mighty and, you know, you're affiliated to either being a white American and coming from wealth and having friends in high places, you know, you can get away with almost anything and you'll only do six months. Nobody told me that. I would have I definitely do that, but then give the $50 million back to the people and then I will only do six months and people will be thriving, right? If somebody would have told me that when I was in my 20s, I would have definitely done it and give it to the people. You know, it's only six months of my life. Um, and I would have, you know, gotten away with it. But then don't you dare to defend the patrimony and the natural resources because then we'll go hard at you and we'll give you 14 years. And I don't know if you guys can see the mock shot of Eliezer. He's laughing his ass off because it's like he said, um, you know, we're in the lookout for Puerto Ricans that actually believe in their people, believe that their resources belong to them and are, are ready to fight corruption at this level. And that's something that I wanted to bring to you guys attention that, you know, really it's crazy to me to actually see that this is what it has come to, you know, people, and this is the problem that I have when I have a lot of this, uh, my detractors and people like that, 
you know, telling me stuff about bad tourism and how, you know, because many African-American ladies were going over there, showing their booties and stuff and shaking their asses and whatnot. A lot of people were criticizing the bad tourism. And I'm, I want to ask these people, where are you guys now when this bad tourism actually affects thousands of our children, which is our future? And you guys never, you know, never seem to point out or probably I'll give I'll be I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Probably you guys miss this type of bad tourism when white Americans come into our country and actually wreak havoc for the thousands and thousands of kids and families and the future of, of our education. And nobody says anything. When are we going to talk about that bad tourism that we have been facing since 1898? And let's even bring it back. We have had bad tourism since 1493. Now, I want to know what they have to say. Why these detractors always seem to find a way to justify bad tourism when it doesn't come from Black people? It's always pointing the finger uh, their own problems with a certain group of people here in America. And instead of just calling out, if you're going to call out about tourism, you also have to call out this shit. Don't you guys think? Let me know in the comment section if you guys think that, you know, the circus, the slow tip circus, you know, are just, I don't know, full of shit or hypocrites. Put an H in the, in the comment section if you think that the slow tip circus are a bunch of hypocrites for always calling out stuff that black people do, but never the shit that actually cost us, which is millions of dollars in our people's future. And they never call it out. Pull an H in the chat section. Um, like I said, it's so, uh, it's almost funny and ridiculous to me. You know, I see a couple of H. <laughs> They're hypocrites. Because if they really if they really cared about us, because that's what they say. Oh, like, I care about the people of Puerto Rico. If, if you guys care and you guys, you know, care about, because they're always bringing up, oh, the Hispanidad and, you know, we're one people and we're this and we're that. Where are you guys now when we're being gentrified, we're being abused, and we're under this cruelty that actually do cost us something because I could, and I'm sorry for cursing out. You guys know I'd like to keep it classy, but I don't give a flying fuck if African-American ladies want to go and shake their asses naked in Puerto Rico. By all means, come over and do it some more. Yes, come over and shake your asses some more with us in the island. I could give a flying fuck about that. What I care is about our future our children, because one day I will be gone. One day, all of us will be gone, but our children will be here. And what are we inheriting them? Do you really think that women shaking their asses in the beach naked and going around and having fights among themselves is actually going to affect our kids? Of course not. Now, this shit affects our children. Yeah. Where are y'all at when it comes to bad tourism? That's something I want to discuss. I want to bring people in for even if, if you guys want to expand on this, if you guys have an opinion, I want to talk about the, the double standard because to me, the way I see it 
is that we have the judicial system already having a double standard. Because I can guarantee you, you know, if it was, because that's the thing. Uh, we don't prosecute any American for that matter, not either black or white for anything they do. Now, if it was me, a Puerto Rican chick, doing the shit that Julia Kelleher did, like they did Victor Fajardo for less than that. We already be in prison with braids and a front tattoo. We would have already been serving two years of our sentence already. So like I said, do you think there is a double standard in our judicial system? Or you think that's just mere coincidence do you also think because because it's not just the judicial system do you also think that the slow type circus has a double standard i want to hear from you don't be shy today like i said i don't allow uh, the circus to come up here unless they have points and i can see who i'm talking to so don't be afraid to join in if you believe that the slow tips, just like the judicial system in Puerto Rico, has a double standard, jump in. I want to talk to you and I want to hear from you. Uh, before I let people in, I'm going to put the link in a second. But, um, you know, you guys know I always go into intermission. And like I said, I, I'm just curious about what do you guys think about the double standard when it comes to the bad tourism that white folks be bringing as opposed to us Puerto Ricans. And we never we never seem to get this passes, this this get out of jail free cards, you know, that that white people get in Puerto Rico. And also here, but let's just focus today in Puerto Rico. We have a lot to unpack. And like I said, I welcome anybody that wants to come here. I'm curious to hear about you. So don't be afraid to jump in. We're gonna go on a quick intermission. But like I said, before you do that, before we go into intermission, make sure you follow me on Instagram. Also, if you haven't already, uh, like and subscribe to my channel. It doesn't cost you anything, but it helps me grow. Also, hit that bell for notifications. And like I said, if you have anything to share, don't be shy. I'm curious and I want to hear from you. I want to know exactly what do you guys think about the corruption that's literally finishing with Puerto Rico and that is destroying our patrimony piece by piece. And I want to say one thing before we go into intermission. If we have already sold away our beaches, if we're selling away our national forest, if we already sold away our communication company, if we already sold away our power grid to corporations that don't care about us, American corporations and Mexican corporations that really don't care about the well-being of the people of Puerto Rico. Do you guys think that the same thing is going to happen with the Department of Education? I want to hear from you. Here, you know, if you have anything to, to support what I'm saying, make sure you click that link and you come join me and give me your point of view. I will see you guys in a few. It's 3.47 where I'm at. I'll be back at 3.51.
Before I let um, Jose in, I see that Jose joined the stream. Um, I want to say something because a lot of people have been coming at me for the copyright strikes. And, you know, because they're using my content. Do not use my content if you have not had the professional decency to approach me and ask me if I allowed you to use my content. All of you guys that have been watching me consistently know that I have said since the first day I've been here on YouTube and on my channel that if you do not ask for permission, I will enforce my rights to the content that I create. Create your own content and you won't have to fight a copyright strike. If you take my content, I don't do that notification and, you know, email to ask you to take it down. I will, you know, enforce my rights. So don't be surprised if you're hit with a copyright strike. Do not use my content. I work very hard for the content that I bring here. If you want to use my content, like I said, have the decency to shoot me an email. Um, you know, I always put my email at the end of the show or in the beginning of the show, shoot me an email or shoot me a message. And I will, depending on the channel that it is, of course, I will decide if I want you to use my content. If not, like I said, you cannot call yourself a content creator and then be just downloading my whole content into your channel, work for your content, and you won't have to deal with any copyright strikes. Now, before I let Jose in and everybody else that wants to join, I want to say once again that the views and the statements of the guests do not necessarily represent those of, of the channel, myself, and or those of the panel members, as some comments may be offensive to select groups of people. Also know that by calling into the live show, you waive your rights to the use of your image and likeness for the purposes of the show. So if you want your privacy... Do not join. Just enjoy the show and, you know, don't even comment or nothing and nobody will know that you were here. Now, without further ado, I want to invite Jose in. How are you, Jose? Good evening. How are you doing today? I'm blessed. Blessed. How about you? I'm blessed as well. Any day above ground is a good day. That's right. That's right. Um, I just like this. I just like to say. Um, for everybody that's going to come here, please try to be respectful of Denise. Um, we could all disagree, but let us be agreeable when we disagree. And please forgive me for saying that. I just want to make sure that that's understood. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for making that disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a bit of a surprise. <laughs> Not that you have a, a broadcast tonight. I guess it was very important. Now, to be perfectly honest, if you were to ask me, say, two, three months ago, if there was 
a double standard as far as the, ju the judicial system in Puerto Rico. I would question it. But considering everything that's going on, if they could create an infinity pool in, pu in public property and then claim to be private, I guess this is not all that far-fetched. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know how much of the broadcast you catch, um, but to be honest with you, I'm I'm gonna show you something that I put in uh, earlier today. Well, unfortunately, I was in the middle of another virtual meeting. I mean, it's just it's just that I, I, sometimes in the week I could have like five or six virtual meetings. I mean, it's just the nature of things. Look at how uh, Julia Kelleher, the lady that is responsible for closing up 673 schools in Puerto Rico, embezzling $50 million of the Department of Education, and also exchanging one of the closed schools that she managed to close conveniently uh, for an exchange of a luxury apartment in Ciudadela in San Juan, Puerto Rico. She's only facing six months in jail, but they want to throw Eliezer Molina for defending the beaches 14 years in jail. What do you think about that? And do you think that's a double standard? Do you think the system, they're hypocrites? What do you think? Okay, first of all, if anybody that has like two or three brain cells that not deteriorated completely, would know that that is a gross under a gross double standard. I mean, you're talking about closing schools um, in the area in an area that's already been affected, you know, with um, the huge dead and still suffering the effects of Hurricane Maria, and then only so they can have luxury condos for um, rich people, mostly balanquitos. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't mean to sound judgmental. You know me; I gotta call it like it is. Yeah, for sure, for sure, no bullshit, right? No. But uh, you know what? I hate to say I'm not surprised, uh, and it's really sad. I mean, and again, it's a simple case where. Um, the punishment does not fit the crime, and it's even worse that she's only facing six months in prison, and based on the judicial system, it probably be maybe three months, and then it'll probably be like reduced to one month, but maybe a hundred hours of community service. Yeah, I was I was reading. Some people were saying she might even get forty five days. Oh boy, heaven forbid that she should spend forty five days in prison. I mean. I mean, she, she she should get a pat in the back. Yeah, not only that, she demanded that her trial will not be celebrated in Puerto Rico. Oh, gee. Well, where wants to have it held? New York, Los Angeles? I believe it's Philadelphia. Oh, of course. To be judged by a bunch of blanquitos that don't know anything about what's going on over there. Yeah, not, not the, it's, it's Philadelphia, but close to Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay. In other words, a bunch of lunkitos are going to decide the fate of this person. Exactly. A bunch oh, that's of, nice. A bunch of snowflaking. It's 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 like I said. It's so disgusting. And what irritates me and makes it even more disgusting is that you have the 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 slow taps camp, the slow taps circus. It's usually condemning um, black folks for bad tourism because they came in during the time of quarantine to shake their asses in Puerto Rico 
and have fights among themselves and throw their um, their wigs around. And they condemn them as bad tourism and that they were destructive. But I'm like, where are they now? They're like radio silent now when it comes to the real bad tourists that literally thousands of kids without a proper education. And also that left a lot of our teachers and educators without a job. Well, I'm, when you I'm sorry. when you see them, when you see them and you ask them about this, all you hear is like, you know, literally. That's all you hear from them. Uh, you know what? I, I am I am not surprised. And you, you know, I saw most of the video stream um, the other night regarding Truth Teacher. And actually, I stayed up to most of it. And usually by 11 o'clock, I'm asleep. But I just wanted, you know, I want, I just wanted to share my support uh, for for Truth Teacher. And considering all the all the crazy accusations that are being levied against him. And it seems to be a similar pattern. Like individuals like yourself, radical, uh, true teacher, and Christina, uh, you are the victims of another manure being thrown your way. And I'm trying to keep it clean. Yeah. <laughs> trying to keep it decent. <laughs> yes, at least at least PG rated. But it's you know it's just so it's a so sad that you know that you know that um people cannot accept the truth. And and I didn't realize this getting into YouTube, but now I'm realizing now. Um and actually uh, I do have a channel. I'm just trying to you know, develop where I want to go with the channel. But I do want to keep keep my channel positive and basically above the frame. And um, but when I see people that giving quality content, and then people attacking them, well, heaven forbid, speaking their mind. Okay. And the fact of the matter is, and I was thinking about this today, the first time, the first time that I heard, heard about you, I mean, I could adjust as easily um, if I let my emotions be like, be like these slow temps. But what I try to do is I try to use logic. I try to analyze things. And, you know, among the accusations that they made against you is that you're anti-Latino, uh, that, you know, that, you know, that you're anti-Christian. No, you're basically, you're anti-BS. Yeah, yeah. Whether it be, whether it be so-called Latinos or whether it be so-called toxic, toxic Christians, you're, you're against all of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm against, I'm against the stupidity. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like I said, you see these people that actually love, love and love to come at me for stupid reasons. 
I would say, you know, but they never, they never have any problem whatsoever, uh, you know, throwing shots for stupid reasons, but you never see them actually saying, hey, let's bring awareness to an actual problem that's happening. You know, let's, let's just, uh, you know, work things out so that our people are in a better position or know what to fight. They never do that because I'm starting to believe, and I, it's something that I'm curious about, and I wish Slow Taps will have a response for it. And that is, what do you gain from staying quiet, you know, in, in the face of actual cruelty? that is being done to our people but being very vocal about stupid shit that doesn't affect our lives and our future generations i don't know if um i'm gonna share something uh for the people to know like look at look at this stuff that they say to me for no reason and this is a actual well he says that he's puerto rican i don't know if you guys can see Cristores' um comment i apologize for the disgusting uh stuff he said Uh, this is a dude that claims that he's from the same town that I am, Caguas, Puerto Rico. And he said, cocks are first and they get it worse. Denise, you're getting doxxed soon. And I was like, hmm, I'm a little confused. The last time I checked, I showed my face and my Instagram all over the internet for a reason. You know, I have nothing to hide. I'm the same person here privately and on my social media. So I'm like, I'm not sure exactly what you're planning to dox about me. My probably my fifth grade grades, you know, that that Spanish class that I got a B on. <laughs> um. But that's the stuff that we get as a response when we demand answers and actual people to focus on what's what's the bigger picture. You have this dude that claims to be Puerto Rican focusing on telling people my my grades in elementary school. However, not caring about this stuff. I don't, I've never seen him talking about what's happening in Puerto Rico. Never. But, you, but if, I, if, I, if, I, if I may continue, I think you, you hit it a couple streams back. A lot of these people have mental issues. Um, and unfortunately, some people, they only feel good when they put people down. And, you know, and I'm sure... I'm, I'm going to have some detractors as well. I'm sure people are going to say, oh, I'm too old. I'm retarded. My speech pattern is too slow. Okay. <laughs> But I actually use the gray matter that God gave me. And I actually want to hear what, what you're saying, the, whole, the full thing, before I give a response. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, don't don't pay attention to this because like I said, these people are literally not even worth your time, Jose. These are individuals that this is what sounds when they talk. That's what they are. They're the circus. Well, you know what the fact of the matter is, um, All I can say to them, God bless their hearts because they, they, they are in need of divine intervention. And um, the fact of the matter is, now I see, you know, what, I, 
what are the positive influences in YouTube and what are the negative influences? And, and you know, people like yourself, uh, Ramon, uh, Christina, Radical Latino, um, Brotat, True Teacher. I mean, all of you, are, 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 you know, you're all positive, um, you know, examples. And once I do develop my channel, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strive to be a positive uh, example as well and just avoid getting getting into the fray as much as possible because it, I already been through enough um, static in my life. I've been to too many funerals. I've gone through too many difficult situations. I, I mean, so really, I am not looking for any, any more trauma. <laughs> Definitely. I want to welcome Ramon. Uh, I see that you joined. Uh, Ramon, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing do good. How are you guys doing? Denise, Don Jose, como están? Muy bien. Yo soy muy yeah. bendecido por el Señor. Gracias a Dios. <laughs> qué bueno, qué bueno. That's good. That's good. Now, what do you think about the, the double standard of the judicial system in Puerto Rico, uh, Ramon? What was there not to think? Because it is something that has been going on for so long. It's something that was kind of to be expected. I know about uh, Julia Keller here. I was kind of surprised that, well, that, that shouldn't have been surprising either, that that will bring an outsider to deal with the educational system uh, of the island. Uh, apparently, she had been on the island for some time because I remember Alexandra Lugaro interviewing her, and she spoke Spanish kind of like like a local with an accent. So it was like she had been on the island for some time before that, which was kind of like curious to me. I don't know if she had been if, if she had been around the <clears throat> the the people from the Rican Delphias. I'm not talking about the YouTuber. I'm talking about the the Philly Ricans. I should say, because that's where she's from, Philadelphia, right? Yes, yes, she's from Philadelphia. I think she's yeah, yeah, yeah. more, more, more outside of the, um, not the Philly Ricans. I, I think she was more to like her community. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, I remember hearing about the charges, about the first set of charges. It doesn't surprise me that she wanted to be processed outside of the island because she will be in a better position to be looked after by her own. Because maybe, maybe if she had been, if she had remained on the island, then probably there wouldn't have been that much of a of a bias in her favor. But she knows that if she is processed in the mainland, then people that look more like her will be looking after her. That the will be making sure. I mean, I'll be the first person who will not try to make everything, every situation. Every, uh, uh, I won't try to make everything about race. Uh, I, I try not to. I really try not to. But on, on this instance, yeah, it does have to do with race and the, and the privileges that come with the race that she is. She was trying to make sure that she could exercise them by requesting processing outside of the island because maybe that privilege wouldn't have been that strong. It's going to yeah. be stronger if she's processed on the 
on the on the mainland. She's gonna be better protected. So yeah, she knows what's up. She knows what's up. Yeah, yeah, she knows. She knows. I mean, she already she already uh, hit the job, but at our at our expense. She already lined up her pockets at our expense. Yeah. And very little accountability. She is gonna. She's almost, almost going to walk because even if she were convicted, maybe she's gonna be held in some type of halfway facility for a few days, and then she's gonna be on house arrest, which is nothing. It's nothing. It's kind of like staycation, like a staycation at home. Yeah, I mean, she'll probably spend a couple of days at Club Fed. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's only, it's only gonna be a few days and they're gonna make special accommodations for her she's not gonna be uh, set with, with the rest of, of the of the prison population so she's gonna be looked after and she's gonna be able to chill and be <clears throat> and 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 be relaxed and not likely anything is gonna gonna be happening to her because that's the privilege that's the privilege that she is being afforded she's gonna be afforded and we are gonna be we're going to have to foot the bill for it. Well, unfortunately, if you ask some of the, the naysayers what is their take, and then this is going to be their response. <laughs> oh, let me... Hey, Don Jose. Don Jose. Yes. Yeah, let, let me do your one better. Hang on. Let, listen closely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's what we're gonna be hearing. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's it's something, it's something uh, you, know, you know. Um I'm gonna put need you a little bit my hand for the feedback. Um but like something that irritates me. Hi Mara Perez. Um yeah, definitely, you know, it, it's it's nerve-wracking and almost cringe-worthy to see that we have a lot of people that claim to be part of our community. And like I said, I don't see them. I think, you know what I think, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, right? Because you guys have more wisdom than I do. But do you think this this group of people that claim to be Puerto Ricans actually think about the seriousness of this? I want to know about, like, what do you guys think? Do you think they, they see the seriousness of what this represents? Um, I think they're more concerned about what they're going to do Friday night, what girl they're going to bang, um, you know, making sure that they're planning their, vac their, their fly vacations and then drinking their $5 cappuccino at Starbucks, you know, like a, and, and then living the life as a bunch of snowflakes. Um, oh my God, yeah. Unfortunately, you, Denise, seem to be the exception. I mean, first of all, you are a millennial who uses her brain cells, Thank okay? You. <laughs> and you actually share important information and you share solutions. 
Women, you know what what will happen if we try to get solutions from the from the peanut gallery? It's going to be crickets. Yeah. Now, of course, I you know I'm a I'm a baby boomer, so I you know I tend to look at things a little bit more like black and white, and you know it, it you know more pragmatic. But the fact of the matter is. It's very easy. Like, for example, to march on the Puerto Rican Day Parade with waving the Puerto Rican flag and saying, Yo soy Boricua, Boricua. <laughs> but when was the last time you were actually concerned about issues affecting Puerto Ricans in your neighborhood? Never mind in Puerto Rico itself. No, they're too busy doing other things. Or what they're doing is they're attacking you because you have the you have the nerve to to be in lock with an African American male, and the fact that you are able to see high qualities in you know in that individual, but not you know. But the fact of the matter is, these people are very shallow. You're not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with everything you said. Now, Ramon, I want to hear from you. Uh, do you think this, this camp actually grasps on the seriousness of this stuff? Do you think they actually think about how serious these things are? I will be the first one to say that I don't want to pass judgment. I don't want to pass judgment on the on the diaspora because we can't afford to be divided from them. I'm sure that there are uh, certain members of, of the diaspora that, that do have a genuine concern for the island. And definitely, I believe that we should be able to be in in contact, in communication with them, uh, because it has worked before. If you remember, you remember when when Maria hit. Uh, I, I hear the echo. I don't know who who it is. Hang on. I think you have to close other tabs if you have them. Like if you have you okay yeah 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 I only have one tab for the for the stream yard but I don't know if we can still hear it. okay uh, you remember when when the hurricane Hurricane Maria hit back in in 2017 uh, something that I will always be appreciative is uh, with, with the members of the diaspora that actually mobilized particularly in New York City that they got they they got on on Governor Cuomo's face. Uh, to mobilize, to to do something for the island, to do thing, to lend a hand to the island, which is something that I will always be grateful, and uh, uh, that's that does show solidarity. I, I could never forget that. Definitely, definitely. So the diaspora is there, and there are members of the diaspora that are genuine when it comes to that. Now. Uh, they, they will be the, the ones that do have more of a closer connection to the island, even if they, they, they were not born on the island, but they have family that are, are close connected to the island. So they do understand what's going on. They do have a fair understanding of what's going on. Now, there are others that are, are a bit more disconnected because they, they may have been several generations in 
uh, in the United States and maybe they're not as connected. And I, I wouldn't completely blame them because sometimes it's their, it has to do with their upbringing. Their, with their upbringing, their parents maybe were not that, uh, maybe that, not that concerned to make sure that they will pass along the, the heritage and the, when it comes to the traditions and the, and the knowledge of what makes us but there are some of some of each. There are those that are diaspora, and I believe that they are sincere as to what happens with the island. And there are those that are just not informed enough. They were not brought, being brought up to uh, to care that much. And I, I'm not I'm not holding any grudge against them, but but no, I do I wish I that what they could. I don't hold a grudge against them. What I say is like, because this is the thing. Um, I'm okay with that. You don't have to be, uh, if you consider yourself more Americanized, that's okay. You know, but the thing is like, they jump out of the woodwork when uh, the African-Americans were dancing, shaking their asses, you know, in Puerto Rico. They jump out of the woodwork to have a lot of stuff to say because, of course, it was a group that they consider that they don't like. However, when it was Julia Kelleher doing this stuff, I, I hear what you and Jose did, cookies and crickets. So, obviously, mm-hmm. they're watching what's happening. I just I just believe that they probably believe this is not necessarily yeah. important enough. So it's like I said, I'm like, how can you be interested in people shaking their asses and walking naked in Puerto Rico, but not concerned about the kids? Well, being being from the island, I I know that we like to we like to do our own version of of twerking, double B perreo. Uh, I know that, I know that. So it wasn't so much about that. It was more it was more of a concern when it came to some uh, things that were more serious, like with the fights that were breaking out at the airport and on the streets of Condado, all of those things are, are documented. Uh, but no, but I understand, I understand what you're saying that uh, when it comes to, it boils down to having a, a double standard and because the, it wasn't something graphic when it comes to behavior, then, People are, are could be more inclined to kind of like let it slide because it, there were not really bad optics, but there were bad actions, but there were embezzlement, there were lining of pockets, which is a, which is meant to be it's supposed to, to be a crime, but they're kind of like minimizing it. It's a kind federal of not crime. Talking too much. It's a federal crime, actually. Like no, I know, I know, embezzlement that has to do. Yeah. We're talking about $50 million. And not only that, yeah. don't forget that this woman actually, alongside the, the health department, uh, mm-hmm. we're talking about 50% of the whole budget in the island. That's what they were yeah. managing. And they mismanaged that and used it for personal gain. <clears throat> $50 yeah. million. And I said, like, okay, I get it, you know, you might not be knowledgeable or stuff, but like, how come you're knowledgeable only? It, it's so, it's such a weird coincidence that they're only worried about African Americans coming over, but none of them actually highlighted the the white folks and the um, what was the other thing? Hmm. There was another thing that happened. The the dude that got 
spat on a dude in, in Econo in Puerto Rico because he refused uh -huh. to wear a mask. Nobody talk about nobody talks about this bad tourism. Nobody talks about how the the Mexican company that owns the the airport uh, mismanaged mm -hmm. the COVID regulations because they really did not care and they did not want to invest the money in PPE or screening people. The National Guard had to actually land on the airport to make sure these regulations were enforced. And I'm like, okay. nobody, nobody seems to talk about this stuff conveniently, but oh, don't have a black person shaking their ass in Puerto Rico because everybody will jump out of the woodwork to broadcast that. I'm like, I'm still, I don't know. That that's some weird shit to me. No, it did it did make the rounds on social media. I mean, uh I, I remember it's just that it, this because of the lack of optics is easier to minimize, even though we don't know where all that money went. I mean, we have an idea of where that money went, but that a lot of that could be on an offshore account right now, inaccessible on, on the Cayman Islands, for example. Oh, so, maybe in Puerto, Rico, in Puerto Rico, we protested both. We're still, we, if you go to my Instagram page, you will see I have a lot of Puerto Rican friends in there that actually are more concerned about Julia Kelleher, which is the feeling that I get from actual Puerto Ricans in the island and some of the diaspora. Uh, like you yeah. mentioned before, that actually do is involved in like what's going on in Puerto Rico. They care more yeah. about the fifty-two million dollars and the six hundred and seventy-three schools being shut down, and the thousands of of students being pushed to the side, and the hundreds of teachers being misplaced to the state of Texas because they had no job. Uh, mm -hmm. They care more about that than the actual ladies shaking their asses in Condado. Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's like I said. I'm like, hmm. It's it's convenient to rap us only when it's partying and and food and bullshit and, and bullshit. Yeah, but but not when when it's needed, and that's crazy because I know there's a lot of people. My look, my mom's side of the family has been established in the East Coast for many generations, and they are really involved in what's going on in Puerto Rico. They even traveled, some of them even traveled to protest with the Ricky Renuncia protest that happened in the summer of 2019. So I'm like, yeah. I know there's still a diaspora that actually cares, but there's there's a large number of people that actually just nothing crickets. Jose, you were gonna say something. Yeah, uh, you know, I was thinking about in my immediate family, like for example, the three remaining siblings that are left, we can all communicate in Spanish. Now, my Spanish may not be the best in the world, but at least I'm able to communicate effectively. But yet, um, my my nephews and nieces, which are the you know the baby boomers, and then you have a couple of Generation X people, and then you have the following generation, which I think is Generation Alpha. I mean, for whatever reason, they cannot speak a word of Spanish. They might un understand a little bit. And so I, I, and I begin wondering why. Um, because it's, it's, it's a big advantage to be bilingual. And also, you know, trying to discover what is your, so special and unique regarding the the Latino culture and, and the culture regarding Puerto Ricans, because 
it's it's a rich culture, but unfortunately, um, they they don't have very little knowledge. And maybe if they have a little bit knowledge of our culture, maybe they'll be more proactive in what's going on with the affairs that's happening here in the, in Puerto Rican community in the United States and in Puerto Rico itself. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's my opinion. So, uh, when it comes to when it comes to the language, uh, and definitely that should be passed down because there is a versatility to it, and not just the more immediate languages that are more that are more related to what makes us who we are and the culture and all, but learning others, adding to it. Yes, definitely. Other, other, other language. I, I would like to pick up on a third language, so I'm decided which one. Uh, but that's also that's also because it's good for the for for the brain. It's good for the brain, and but I, I don't know what's happening with some with some of our diaspora because I keep hearing that that there are many many diaspora Puerto Ricans that, that don't speak a lick of Spanish. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I mean, every every Mexican American that I meet, I mean Texas. Every every single Mexican American that I have met in all the years that I've been here, all of them speak Spanish. All of them, and they are born here. They are born here in Texas. So I don't know what's know going what? on there. I've met I've met even some people of our diaspora that doesn't speak Spanish, but they can literally tell you, you know, deep stuff about what puerto rico is going through you know there's a lot a lot yeah. i don't necessarily think that you know knowing the language deems you like a separate community or anything like that i, I just believe that the culture the message the news you know what's going on and stuff like that staying in touch with what's going on and affecting your people and putting in your your you know little contribution even if it's by spreading the message Uh, mm -hmm. And knowing where we come from, that's what defines uh, a real diaspora. You know, yeah. like Mara Perez is saying, she's like, this is me. My Spanish isn't great. It's kind of hard being in the UK. Yeah, I understand. You know, like, look, for example, when I came here, my Spanish, if I speak Spanish among Puerto Ricans, like after a few hours, like it will go back to normal. But mm -hmm. if I'm among most of, of my other Latino friends, it will start to mutate. It's it's just human nature, you know? And also since I use more more English here in the U.S. than Spanish, unfortunately, yeah. there's sometimes when I'm like, oh, I forgot the word in Spanish. And I can only imagine being born in the U.S., speaking English mostly. And, you know, it's going to be very difficult for you to actually maintain it. Now she says, I'm part Puerto Rican, part Jamaican, and both of my parents moved to England. Yay, representing the Caribbean, Mara. But yeah, I mean, don't feel bad because, you know, your Spanish isn't the best. You know, just know that as long as you carry the culture and, you know, you have interest in what's going on, that that's what matters. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to know everything, but be involved in the community also, even if it's with a small thing. But you know what the crazy thing is when I was growing up, uh, my mother did not encourage me to learn Spanish. I mean, I basically learned it 
by learning in school, you know, in my, you know, in my later teenage years. And the funny thing is, uh, when I spoke Spanish to my mother, God rest her soul, I mean, she had some difficulty understanding me, but her home attendant, who was Dominican, understood me very well. So I don't know, maybe I'm speaking more like a Dominican. I don't know. <laughs> well, I. She said I, that you sound more Dominican? No, it's just that. No, no, what I'm saying is, it's funny how my mother uh -huh. couldn't understand me speaking Spanish. Right. But her home attendant was Dominican. Uh, okay, okay. Understood me. So I'm thinking, uh, you sound a little Dominican? Okay, okay, I get it. Well, guys, I'm going to start wrapping this up. Um, so I want to hear your final thoughts on today's topic. So, Jose, you go first and then Ramon. Well, once again, Denise, I thank you for being extremely gracious for allowing me to enter into the stream to give my two cents on this topic. Uh, as always, you, do, you give great information. And the fact of the matter is... Even though you're one of the few voices of reason in YouTube, land. I mean, you are a source of information. And I'm sure if my mother was alive today and had the opportunity to speak to you, she, you know, she probably would have liked you and maybe adopted you as her grand, as her adopted granddaughter. Um, That's sweet. <laughs> and um, always, Ramon, it's always a pleasure um, to hear from you. And as I always said it again, um, some people fear strong women. And let's be safe because we are still in the middle of a pandemic and there are crazy people out there that want to do us harm. Definitely, definitely. Thank you, Jose, That's for right. always sharing your wisdom with me and with the rest of the people watching. I appreciate you always coming here. And tomorrow, I'm going to have a stream also. You guys know that I usually go live Mondays and Thursdays um, at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you tune in. Tomorrow's uh, show is going to be amazing. And also, uh, Sunday, I'm having a Father's Day special like we did with the Mother's Day. So if you want to share your thoughts either on parenthood or to your father you want to sh give a shout out or you want well to unfortunately my father passed away nine years ago and in fact he passed away close to my birthday and to be perfectly honest um that's a you know that's a you know um my father was very distant with me and in fact don't i actually In all my life, I can only recall him saying that I love you once. Oh, wow. So, um, but, you know, um, who knows what demons my father had to face. Yeah. Um, but that it, but it, it has inspired me. If God ever blessed me with children, whether it be biological children or being married to someone that has children to try to be a positive role model for them. 
Definitely, definitely. Thank you, Jose, for tuning in. And I expect you guys to join also Sunday and tomorrow. Um, I'm going to move to Ramon closing statements. So, Ramon, um, any last thoughts on today's topic? Well, to sum it up, when it comes to the double standards, yes. Yes, because it's being proved to us right now. Yes, because it's being put on display. Uh, when when you when you bring up the the situation with with Kelleher and Eliezer uh, Molina, free Eliezer, free Eliezer, it is a it is a real thing. It, he's uh, <laughs> he can be considered a political prisoner, and political imprisonment imprisonment is supposed to be against the law. He's being he's being made an example of, and. He is fighting for, for what is right, but he's being made an example of. They're trying to make him a political uh, a political pris prisoner Definitely. in the in the in 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 this colony in this colony that we call home in this colony that has been war booty since 1898. We didn't ask for that. Definitely. So yeah. It is, uh, the double standard is a real is a real thing. We are, uh, it, uh, you just showed the proof of it. And free Eliezer. Definitely. He needs to be out. <laughs> Definitely. We need more Eliezer's out there. Thank you, Ramon, yes. for your closing statement. And I'll see you on my next show. Uh, now, like I said, guys, um, this, this is the double standard. It's right here on this meme. You know, it, it cannot get clearer than that. I want to say to the 11 people watching me, please like and subscribe if you haven't done it because it doesn't cost you anything, but it helps me grow my channel. Uh, but also, thank you for tuning in. We need to speak more about the issues that are affecting us, uh, not only in Puerto Rico, but also in Latin America. And like I said, this is this has been breaking news with Latin explaining and my name is Denise Gonzalez. Thank you for tuning in and I will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you very much. Have a blessed day. And like I said, we're going through it for those who did not catch in in the beginning. Um, you know, we had a loss in um, the family of my fiance. So make sure if you have him on social media, um, you know, send him your condolences and also keep him on your prayers and his family as well. Thank you very much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Breaking News in Latin. Two, one, zero, zero.